Financial Grown-Up Guide, six ways to help your aging parents and other relatives manage their money. You're listening to Financial Grown-Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown-Up. And you know what? Being a grown-up is really hard, especially when it comes to money, but it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown-up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Hey, friends. I hope everyone is staying safe and remains healthy. Our health is priceless. We all know that more than ever now, and that's why we're staying home, and that includes our parents and older relatives, many of whom are staying home, but not always directly with us, and that distance presents new challenges, making it even more urgent that we all be aware of important ways we can make sure their financial matters stay in order. Now, this chat that I'm excited to share with Amy Blacklock and Vicki Cook of the Women Who Money platform was actually recorded before the coronavirus pandemic, but I'm so glad I have it to share with you because things are really becoming urgent with our older relatives and even more so in this situation. You're going to hear us talk about how older people are sometimes reluctant to, for example, do online banking. Well, now there is no in-person options. We have to make sure that they can make those adjustments. We also need to protect them from scams that could be even more aggressive in this time. Here are Amy Blacklock and Vicki Cook of Women Who Money. Amy Blacklock and Vicki Cook, so good to have you on the program. Welcome. Thank you for having us. Hi, thank you. You guys are the brains behind one of my favorite websites, Women Who Money, but you do a lot more. Tell us, and and don't forget to introduce each of you so that we know whose voice we're listening to. Hi, this is Amy, Amy Blacklock. I am from Women Who Money, Women's Money Talk, and I also have my own site called Life Simplified, where I talk about fitness, personal finances, and having fun along the way. And I'm Vicki Cook, and again, Women Who Money and Women's Money Talk with Amy, and then I have my own site called Make Smarter Decisions. I talk there about what I've learned in my educator career and my my life as a parent and as a family person. Yes, and speaking of family, that's very appropriate because we're going to be talking about caring for our older relatives and you know what? Older friends too, because family is how you define it. And there's a lot of different things that we need to be thinking about. It's kind of a different vantage point. We generally take care of ourselves. We take care of our children. But many of us at some point in life will be taking care of an older person that we care about. So you guys have brought along six, I'm going to call them tips, but they're more than tips because they go a lot deeper than that. But areas that we need to be thinking about when it comes to helping the people in our lives that we care about. The first one is about, it sounds simple, but it's a little bit more nuanced when it comes to somebody older, and that's tracking expenses and budgeting. Yes. Um, So this is Amy taking this one. Tracking expenses and budgeting is something I think everyone should do. Not everyone likes the word budget. You could think of it more as a spending plan. If you don't like that word budget, it might not seem so restrictive. But tracking expenses, especially for the elders, is something they really need to look at because they're income is likely drastically reduced from when they were working. So we need to know, does their spending still make sense for the new lifestyle that they're taking on in retirement? Um, do they have subscription services that no longer work for them? Do they ha- Are they donating money that is important? It's important to donate money, but they have to make sure they take care of themselves first. So 
it's really good to go through their expenses with them and make sure that they track them on a regular basis so they know what they're spending and that they're planning for any future expenses. Perhaps they need a new vehicle. Maybe they need to make updates to their house before they can sell it. Maybe they need to add equipment for them in their house, such as a ramp or um, handicap accessible items. So they need to plan for those things. And the best way to do that is to see where their money's going now and where could they cut some expenses to save for some of these other items. And also it's important these days to check in on their technology, Vicki. Yes, their technology, depending on the person, it would depend on how tech savvy they are. But it's amazing in working with my mother, who's 80, how much it's expected now that our aging parents and our our relatives and loved ones are supposed to use technology to make medical appointments, to get their prescriptions. They can certainly call, but a lot is expected from them. So checking in with them about what they can do and, and what they're afraid of with technology is really important. I know my mom struggles with that a lot, and she's being expected to do things that she just can't do. And it's not that she doesn't want to, she's just struggling with it. And another one comes with online banking. You know, my mom is used to going to the bank and she wants to go to the bank. And we had to really talk to her about online banking and and the interest rate she was getting at her hometown bank versus an online bank. So it's a teaching process. It's scary for them sometimes. And uh, we just take it slow. So technology all around for our aging folks is, is something to work with them on. Credit is also something important to focus on. Definitely. I sat with my mother and we went through annualcreditreport.com to get a free copy of her credit report. And I didn't go through it with her. I Again, it depends on, on what help your loved one needs. But I let her just take some time to go through that report and identify whether there were accounts she didn't recognize. It really was important to her. She She told me when we got done how much better she felt that you know, she was always worried that someone might open up accounts in her name. So we made a money date now to do that once a year to just have her look why she's, and I told her I would help, but I kind of put it in her lap to ask for help on that. But I get her the report and then she reviews it. And then we also froze her credit to try to prevent any other identity theft. That's really important because that's something that at least can protect you where you're not constantly checking on it. The fourth thing actually has to do with the fact that many people just want to be very generous, but that is something you have to monitor, right? Yes. Charitable giving is so important for a lot of different reasons. And yes, elderly people tend to want to give more, especially church and other functions that they might be involved with. So it's important to make sure that they're getting their needs taken care of first, but then it is okay to give. They need to be aware that sometimes by giving to one charity, all of a sudden they're receiving requests from many others. If they are someone who is very giving, you'll have to monitor that and make sure that they're not giving away more than they they can, that they can afford to do. And then another thing is if they do want to give to more than one organization, perhaps you can help them organize that into a list, a priority list that's of importance to them. Help them research charities on Charity Navigator, see how the money is being spent so they really know that when they are making a donation, it is really helping. All right. The fifth thing, we sort of alluded to this when we were talking about credit, but it has to do with protecting them because Older people can often be the targets of some bad actors. 
Oh, they certainly can. I think we all understand how often we get calls that are fake, that are robocalls, or that are scams. Our phones ring all day long. And again, I'm going to go back to my mother on this one. You know, she was taking phone calls that she needed to answer, and she didn't always know the numbers. And she got a few of the social security scam calls. You know, she's kind of a rule follower that you pick up the phone, you listen, you talk to people, you don't just hang up on them. To work with her to not pick up the phone to begin with, and then to hang up if you have any concern that this isn't a legitimate phone call, really took a lot of work. And the the scammers are getting better, and they're really drawing in uh, the aging population. And and it's really something that we have to talk to our, our loved ones about. Yes, very much so. Because also a lot of them didn't grow up having this exposure. Young people can be a little bit more cynical. And I think that is something very dangerous that we need to protect those that we love from. And the sixth thing is medical expenses, which of course can include long-term planning. Yes. We all know that we have to plan for the future for medical expenses. It's just getting more and more expensive. You know, navigating Medicare and supplemental insurance is really complicated. I know they they don't want it to be complicated, but it, it really is. I helped my mom recently and sometimes I had to read things two, three times to understand what exactly the policy was covering, what it wasn't covering, that kind of thing. Reports now say that it's going to cost, you know, well over $250,000 for a couple who's retiring today at the age of 65. So it's something that we really need to plan for, but then also do everything we can to cut our expenses save on prescription drugs where we can. There's a lot of online services that are legitimate who can help save money on prescriptions. And then we can't forget about long-term care. While your aging parent relative might be too old to actually secure a long-term care policy now, it is something that you yourself can start thinking about so that your children aren't caught off guard. Setting aside money by your relatives, your parents, to take care of their long-term care, whether that be assisted living or hiring help for them in their home is is just really important. So talk to your parents about that now before they need it so that you know how it's going to be paid for. Chances are they might be counting on you a little bit to help with that. And you want to know that now so that you can prepare. Oh my goodness. Yes. Okay. So those are the six tips, really, like I said, theme areas that we were going to talk about. But I do want to just ask you a couple more questions because you guys are the experts and this is such an important area. There could come a time, these are all things when your loved ones are reasonably independent. What if it gets to a point where you have to manage your money for them? Well, I think it's important to talk to them again, as early as you can, that the sooner we get money to be a topic that isn't so taboo in our families, we'll have things like power of attorneys set up then so that, you know, your parent is still in control of the decisions that get made until they can't make those decisions. So I think some people get nervous about, you know, I can't give away my all my decision-making ability through a power of attorney, but they don't understand what that really means and what they can do to control that until they can't but at least it's set up for them. So starting to manage their money can take place a lot easier when it comes to a point where you need to do that. You guys have a lot of this information on Women Who Money. So that's a wonderful resource for our listeners. So I encourage everyone to check it out. Tell us more about your other projects, where we can find you and also your social media handles. 
the best place to find us really is Women Who Money, but then I am also at Life Simplified on Twitter, and my blog is lifesimplified.com. And you can find us on Twitter at Women Who Money, and I'm also on Twitter at MSD Life Coaching, and I can be found at Mixed Murder Decisions as well. This was so wonderful. Thank you both. Oh, thanks for having us, Bobby. Thanks so much. One final note, they were not joking about how complicated Medicare is. And if you miss deadlines or things slip through the cracks, some of the consequences can have a permanent impact. So if you are unsure about anything, make sure to ask for help from someone who is experienced with signing up for Medicare and all of the different components and the different decisions that need to be made. I would love to hear from you how the coronavirus stay-at-home orders are affecting how you talk about money with family members. DM me on Instagram at BobbyRebel1 or on Twitter at BobbyRebel. And please share this podcast with friends and relatives. I also want to invite you to get on the grown-up list. You can sign up for free at my website, BobbyRebel.com. Big thanks to Amy Blacklock and Vicki Cook of Women Who Money for helping us all be financial grown-ups. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.